Welcome back, everyone, to the BZ Paracast. I'm your host, Black Six, and this is our 17th episode. Thank you all for downloading the show. I think we have a uh, really good show for you this month. I start out talking to XCCJ and Chocolate Frogs about the collectible minifigs that LEGO has been making. Then I have a how-to BZP with a special guest global moderator. Then McSmeag, DV, and Nukaya come on to talk about Hero Factory 2011 with me. And we wrap things up with another music time with the taped headphones. Thanks again for downloading, and I hope you enjoy the show. With me now are XCCJ and Chocolate Frogs here to talk about the collectible minifigs that LEGO has been uh, producing this past year. How's it going, guys? I'm good. Yeah, pretty good. All right, so uh, both of you have been buying uh, some of these minifigs that have taken uh, the AFOL space kind of by storm. So uh, you want to give maybe a little brief uh, explanation about what these things are for people who might not know? Well, it's a set, a series of 16 different minifigures of different genres. And the first one came out over the summer. And the second wave came out a few months ago. And the third one's about to come out. Well, technically, the third one has come out in select stores in the Pacific Northwest. So I actually got lucky enough to uh, grab a few of them before uh, they sold out. So it's early release. If it's happening here, it might be happening elsewhere soon, too. Right, so one of the keys is that um, these things are blind-boxed, which means they come in a little bag where you can't tell what's inside. So that adds a lot of, uh, you know, kind of collectability and uh, tries to add some mystery to what's inside, but AFOLs, being who they are, have kind of cracked the various codes LEGO has uh, tried to implement. Yep. So uh, you guys want to talk a little bit about ways to figure out what minifig you're going to get? Well, when I first encountered them, I didn't have any cheat sheet with me. So I just felt the bag. I, I felt and felt trying to find like a piece of hair or a skateboard, trying to find what I wanted. Right. Yes. A lot of them have uh, very distinct pieces inside. Yes. Some of them are a lot easier to figure out than others. Right. But uh, shortly after... The sets came out, people uh, noticed some patterns in the uh, barcodes on them, right? That's right. On the back, there are two sets of barcodes, one for the store to scan so that they know what they're selling you, and the second one that is unique to each fig that will tell you what fig is inside the bag, so that LEGO knows how many they have distributed. Right. So, uh, you know, people were all over this, and I believe there were, you know, iPhone apps and such that you could use to scan it and tell you exactly which one uh, you're looking at. Yeah, at BrickCon in Seattle, there are actually shirts that had the full list of the uh, barcodes on them. So some people were actually looking through new bags and they were looking down at their shirts trying to see, okay, wait, which barcode is it? Okay, it's this one. <laughs> right, so Series 1 came out and people figured out the barcodes really fast and it was too soon for LEGO to change anything with Series 2. But now that Series 3 is coming out, LEGO has uh, implemented a new uh, way to distinguish them. Well, they said, LEGO said they were removing the barcodes. Right. So I know a lot of people in the community started panicking. At least they did at BrickCon. They were thinking, how are we going to figure this out? 
there's some suggestions like um, using x-ray machines in the uh, toy store to figure out what's inside each bag. But uh, then somebody else figured out, uh, when, when they actually started showing up in stores, some people figured out a new technique to figure out which one is which. Yeah, I think, um, you know, amongst the ambassadors, there's a lot of discussion about this and ways uh, Lego could do things about the distribution better. But um, obviously, they had made their decision to remove the barcodes. I remember the first news story came out about Series 3 being available. And a couple of days later, you know, someone figured it out the bumps. And uh, someone had told, you know, the, uh, the LEGO community team about that. And personally, you know, they're just thrilled about this, that it shows how dedicated the AFOLs are. And uh, for them, it's kind of like an I told you so. Because they warned, uh, you know, the product teams that you can't underestimate the fans and they're going to figure something out. That's yes. right. These bumps are located at the bottom of the bag and you feel your, you feel your hand around them and you identify what bumps are located where to figure out which figs are in each bag. Well, you can't actually feel the bumps. You have to hold them up to light and actually see them. So it, it's not as good of a method as the barcodes because some bumps are there, sometimes they're not as clear but it is a faster method than just feeling them. Right, and between that and then, you know, feeling the bag, you can probably uh, figure it out pretty easily. So anyway, there's, um, you know, the whole th idea of having the blind, blind box has, um, you know, caused a lot of controversy as far as how to get, you know, the figures you want and how to get a lot of them in some cases. You know, some people want a lot of one and not much of another. So you guys want to talk about that a little? Yeah, this has been a big issue amongst everyone because it's called cherry picking where you just select certain things that you want. And sometimes you might even hoard like all the Spartans because you want to make a army of 300 or you want a cheerleading squad. Whereas, you know, you only really need one mime for your street corner. <laughs> Those poor mimes. But yeah, no, there's definitely some... Uh, some figs that are a lot more desirable than others, and some that are very undesirable. And, uh, you know, the distribution, they come in, what, boxes of 60, I believe? And there's, you know, a set of 16 different ones. So you're going to end up with, if you buy a whole box, more of some than others. And usually it's not the ones people want. <laughs> yes, like, for example, for Series 2, like we said, the mimes, they were one of the more uh, common ones in the box. You would get, like, five mimes. But the Spartans, these really popular figs that are really cool, and everybody wants, like, 300 of them for some reason, <laughs> um, there are only three in a box. So you have the mimes that fewer people want and the Spartans that a lot of people want, and there are fewer of them. Right, and you, you kind of have to think that, you know, Lego would know that the Spartans are going to be more popular, so they would put fewer in to kind of, you know, make people want to buy more. So it's like, oh, I didn't get a Spartan yet, let me, you know, go buy two or three more and see if I'll get a Spartan in this. But the whole barcode thing, at least for the hardcore uh, fans, has eliminated, you know, that desire to, you know, keep buying them randomly. They're just going to find the ones they want. And some, you know, once the kids get to the boxes, there's just going to be a whole bunch of, you know, mimes left over. Pretty much. So, you know, that kind of brings up some issues is, um, you know, maybe the ethics of how to, uh, you know, of, as far as AFOLs go, 
of you know fans who know a lot about it and is that fair to the kids who are just trying to have fun well like um one example is somebody who uh really hoards them um Hittel cooperman i think that's his, how you say his name he did a speech at BritCon uh, this year about the minifigures and he's a big collector and he was saying how he wants to uh buy a whole bunch of minifigs um, and and he collect, he collects them for some things. He wants to build his Spartan army, and he wants to fill his uh, ski mountain full of skiers, and he doesn't want a whole city full of mimes. <laughs> so he was discussing some things about that. And so, of course, he was describing his buying experience where he would go and just buy the whole boxes from the stores. And, of course, he lives up here in Washington where Series 3 came out. So the big story was he went to his local Fred Meyer store, saw 11 boxes on display, and bought every single one of them. Right. And, you know, for AFOLs who, um, you know, they have jobs and such and can afford to buy 11 boxes, which uh, that's, a you know, over $1,000 worth of Lego right there, that's fine. But then, you know, you have kids who they, they get kind of left out in the cold as a result. Yeah, I'll admit there's there's a tinge of guilt whenever I I go sorting through the barcodes and I think okay I want two spacemen I want this that and the other and I, I think well you know I'm really not allowing a kid or someone else to get the thing they want but at the same time I don't want certain things myself and I'm a college kid I only have a certain number of money that I spend on Lego year right and, and of course like uh, some of the ex- some of the uh, reasons uh, people buy a whole lot of boxes is they want a collection for themselves, but they have other Lego friends, so so they'll trade around with their other Lego friends and maybe uh, work work together so they each have a couple collections of minifigures. And then, of course, some of them may, may sell them online so that people who cannot get access to the minifigures just because stores around don't have them, they can buy them from there hopefully at not ridiculously high prices. Hopefully, but uh, that's not always the case, unfortunately. Yeah, not for Spartans. Those are ridiculously expensive. Right, and, you know, when you have... I've, I've heard stories of, you know, stores putting them out on display at, when they open, and by noon, they're already all gone. So these things are selling like hotcakes, and there's a lot of room on the secondary market for people to be selling them. Some stores have even put a limit on only being allowed to buy five at a time so that the, uh, their other customers can have that chance to get some as well. Right. And I know amongst the ambassadors, there's been a lot of discussion about this and, you know, things that Lego could do, like offer, you know, buy the Series 1 set, you know, from Shop at Home, and you know you're going to get one of each one. And for a lot of people, I think that would be great because, you know, they, they're collectors and they want the complete set. That's right, and that would save all the other figs for everyone else in the store that wouldn't have to worry about the picking and choosing. Right. You're still going to have people who want the 300 Spartans, but, um, you know, it's, it's going to be an inch, you know, there's going to be people like that no matter what you do. But there's definitely some things um, LEGO could do then that I'm sure they're thinking about for future lines. Uh, what else do we have to say about these things? Well, there's a lot of variety with the figs. I mean, even if you even if you get one of each, you're not too bad off because there's there's you know there's an Egyptian, there's a Mexican, there's a lifeguard, a karate man, there's a Spartan, there's a surfer dude. There's some stuff that Lego hasn't made before, and it's just amazing to actually have that fig because Lego has now made it. Right. That's what's great about this whole thing is that 
you know, Lego's making all of these new molds and new printed, you know, torsos and such and accessories that will help, you know, people a lot with their creations and add a lot of, uh, you know, th ways to be creative with uh, the hobby, which is great. And, you know, things like the robot and obviously the Spartan and such are very popular in that regard. Yes, and, and then, of course, in Series 3, they have the elf and, like, the monkey suit. And I think right. those are uh, two pretty new, new ideas that we haven't seen before. Yeah, and I think it's really great that LEGO is doing this. You know, obviously, as we've been saying, there are some parts of the implementation that uh, they, they need some work on. But the, the concept in general, I think, is great. And I think, in general, fans are really appreciating it. What also needs a nostalgia factor because in series one we saw the ninja and the forest man, two lines with, that haven't been around for a while. And well, of course, ninjas are coming back now, but right next year, yeah. <laughs> ninjas and um, the pharaoh are gonna make a return next year. Right, but yeah, like you said, the spaceman and the forest man and things like that. Yeah, they're very nostalgic in that we haven't seen them in a while. And, you know, definitely things like all the, the new pieces. I remember at Brick Fair, someone had bought a whole bunch of the, uh, the clowns to use the horns, and they had a marching band set up, which was really impressive. So, you know, it's people using them in, uh, you know, different ways to, you know, make uh, new things. And uh, going back to the clown, you know, the hair pieces and things like that, you know, it's going to, uh, I'm sure they're, they're going to work their way into a lot of mocks and be really interesting to see what people come up with. Definitely. So uh, one thing I think you guys wanted to talk about is the whole idea of a blind box. This isn't the first time Lego has done that. No. Obviously with um, you know, our favorite toy lines, I think the first time that they did this was back with uh, Throwbots and then with Robo Riders with the discs and the wheels, but most famously with the Kanoe mask, pack, mask packs. Yes, and um, I guess those were a little more randomized. Ran it wasn't there wasn't so much value on any particular mask over another like you wouldn't say well i want the green cannoli more yeah a lot of that was more like personal that. preference you know if someone liked to build in a certain color yeah they would want more green ones but there was certainly the whole random thing to it right yes definitely there's definitely a lot of randomness to it and you know the the minifigs there's only what was it 16 in a series whereas the masks you know, went up to, when you're looking at the, the Krata and Krana uh, and such, there are hundreds of different varieties, which, uh, you know, has made it a lot harder to collect the whole set, obviously. That's right. But, uh, and, you know, there's no way of telling what was inside those, unlike with the, with the minifigs. So did you guys uh, collect any of the masks at all? Were you big collectors of those? I was. I collected, I got a couple of mask packs, but I was sort of wary of getting the stuff, the math that I didn't want, and so I didn't buy too many. Right. And I just waited for a friend to get one, and I'd maybe trade with, trade with them. Right, BZ Power was, you know, great for that with our trading post, that it helped a lot of people get complete collections that, that way. So, because, you know, obviously you couldn't figure out what was in it unless you were, uh, you know, I think we all saw the uh, boxes and such that were open sitting on the shelf, people who had been yes. trying to figure out what was in yes. there. Yes, I have to admit, I I did take advantage of some of those a couple times because I'd go to the store and I was a young kid, so it's like I wanted I wanted everything, I wanted to buy them, but I had a short budget, and so you'd see a box that had already been torn open, 
So instead of going like, oh my gosh, it's it's been destroyed, you kind of peek inside and go like, wait a second, that is a green Miru. I already own that in a set. I don't want to buy that pack. Yeah, I think that was definitely another thing with the uh, the mask packs, was that there were masks in there that you could already get in sets, which, uh, and those somehow seemed to be the most common, right? You know, you'd buy a mask pack and it's like, another red how? It's like, I already have three of these. But um, I think we could probably say that LEGO learned their lesson, some of the lessons about the minifigs from the mask packs from Bionicle. Yes, and you definitely you definitely get the whole collector's feel that I haven't really felt since like 2002. Right. And, and it's definitely a better, you know, better planned where there's fewer things to collect and it's easier to find the ones you want. So that's definitely uh, a good thing that I'm glad Lego has been improving on the formula. All right, any uh, other comments to make, guys? Well, what I found really neat is that a lot of the pieces in the minifigs won't be used for a while in sets. So for right now, they're exclusive to the sets themselves. Right. And yeah, I'm sure Lego is doing that, you know, to encourage people to buy these minifigs. Um, you know, trying to avoid their use. But I think, um, I think I've heard that some of the pieces, at least from Series 1, are already going to be in some 2011 sets. I'm not sure if that's true or not. I look forward to that. Yeah, I, yes. I think LEGO would be um, kind of stupid to, you know, make all these molds for these minifigs and then not use them in the future in other sets. And I mean, you've seen you're seeing a couple of repeat molds in series three. You got the little minifigure statue that came in series two. Mm-hmm. One of the figures has that, but it's in a different color, so it's obviously a whole nother collectible. Right, and that's that's always one of the things about Lego is, you know, they can make a piece, but and and fans will love it. But then you know, you wait a month and they'll be like, well, we want this in different colors, Lego. <laughs> Because you'd always want to get, you know, that perfect part and the right color for your creation. And um, another thing I've heard discussed about uh, things that could be improved, you have, like, sports figures, but you want more sports figures and you want to create another team of baseball players or, um, or wrestlers or something, cheerleaders. So sometimes you want to have, ver- have different um, torsos instead of just the same one over and over again. Right, and you know, it's kind of interesting to see what LEGO will do with that. If Are they going to re-release the cheerleader in like Series 4 with a different torso? You know, that might um, cause a lot of negative feedback from the fans because it's like, all right, well now it's just, you know, like um, in the action figure world, it's a repaint. You know, you're doing the same thing just in a different color. But at the same time, some fans would obviously appreciate that. Or could they incorporate, you know, the different, you know, different colored pom-poms or something in a, a set in the future, which what's the best way for them to do that? I'm sure that's something they're thinking about right now. Yeah, well, rumor has it that Series Four has a surfer chick. See, that's <laughs> you know, it's it's adding some variety at least, rather than just you know, different uh, printed torso. All right, guys. Well, I think that's it. Yeah. Anything? Any other comments? Just that they're really fun they're really to collect. Yeah. So if you're one of those people who uh, liked all the Kanoe masks and uh, Krana and Krata and discs and you know all those things you might want to check these out if you haven't already just uh you know watch out that before you know it you might be buying them by the case (laughs) well it it would be nice if lego made them easier to buy by the case 
there's definitely places I've seen online, mainly, uh, you know, collectible places that sell action figures and things like that, that will sell them by the case in bulk. So if, if you're really that interested, there's definitely ways to do it. All right, well, thanks for coming on, guys, and talking about this. Hopefully, um, you know, the new, new waves in the future will continue to be as interesting and enjoyable as the, these three have been. Anytime. Anytime you want me on. All right. Yeah. Take care, guys. Later. Bye. Okay, with me for this month's How To BZP is Van, wait, no, it's Holly Husky. <laughs> How's it going? Good. I'm not sick like he is, I guess. Yeah, fortunately he has a bit of a cold. But, uh, cool. so, we, you know, we have uh, a runner-up who's just as awesome. I'm, I can't say I'm more awesome because then he'd get mad at me and he wouldn't <laughs> help me more, but. Well, you know, you have to replace a global with a global. Anyway, what are we going to be talking about this month? Um, I think we're talking about advertising, it looks like. A a perennial problem on BZ Power. We have some guidelines for it that uh, people either don't understand or don't bother reading, so we thought we'd go over them. Yep. So you can sit there and be lazy while we talk about them to you. (laughs) (laughs) Doing the work for you so you don't have to. Exactly. That's what BZ Power is all about. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so what do we got for uh, these advertising guidelines? So it would appear that, no, <laughs> um, certain things, like if you're going to come around and be all like, hey, guys, I'm posting a topic to tell you to buy my homemade handbags, and I'm going to post it all over GD. Uh-uh, uh, we, don't, we don't do that. <laughs> right. um, yeah. And um, I guess, uh, well, maybe to cover a thing, you know, one thing first is when we talk about advertising, it can be in a topic you make, a post you make, mm-hmm. uh, your signature, private messages you send other members, blog entries, right. blog comments, profile comments, anything that's, you know, going on on BZP or via BZP can be considered advertising if right. it's, you know, one of these certain uh, things that we're about to discuss here. Right. So like you said, uh, yeah, no commercial advertising. So you can't tell people to buy buy your stuff or, um, you know, a lot of, you know, there'll be things out there that'll ask for like referrals, you know, that, that kind of things where your people are right. making money off of it. Not, not, yeah, we're not, we're not a marketplace. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, if you want to sell your own Bionicle or Lego stuff, you go to, you know, the trading post or buy some right. trade. And mm-hmm. uh, you can do it there, but other things are off limits. Right. So you can advertise some things, such as your own Bionicle website. Right. As and long as you don't break, like, forum guidelines. Yes. Linking to forum or comments. Right. Which is, yeah, one, the, the biggest thing that people tend to, to break is, um, you know, we don't allow you to advertise or link to other message boards on BZ Power. Mm. Uh, there's, you know, a bunch of reasons over the years that we've done this. The biggest is it's really hard to control what goes on on those sites. And we like to try to keep things family-friendly here so we don't okay. let you link to them. You know, the exception right. is if you get approval from me, which I don't usually give out. So it's only for right. kind of special cases that you can get it. 
by invitation only. Right. Yeah, <clears> so <throat> don't ask me, I'll ask you. Uh, so um, again, like I, I was saying, that goes for anything on BZ Power. That also includes instant messaging. Um, yeah. You know, to, to quote Bionicle Rex, um, who, you know, came up with these rules uh, over eight years ago, to scare you to think <laughs> about. But uh, you got, you know, the IM name from some person through BZ Power. So if you're advertising with that information, you know, it's something we feel we can enforce. You know, we can't stop right. you from sending someone IMs, but we can punish you on BZ Power because you're using BZ Power's resources and abusing them. Right. And, yeah, I'm pretty sure our members don't want that. Right. Okay. So yeah. uh, what else so, we got? To be generally it, I think a problem that I run into, the, the biggest problem with advertising I run into, um, it's so, like, I guess this is advertising, is when you're telling someone to look at something you did, even if it's on BZ Power, um, if you're sending out a mass PM or you're, like, posting all in their topics, this is a big thing in the library, too, that's not allowed. Um I see people spamming up each other's topics. Hey, read my story. Hey, look at my comic. And I get people saying, hey, so-and-so sent me a PM and all my friends got it, telling me to vote for them. I don't know who this guy is. Right. That's, that, that's not necessarily, necessarily advertising the same sense, but it is it's, advertising. Yeah. It's, it's abusing BZ Power by sending out these mass PMs or it's essentially just spamming, you know. If yeah. you want people to, to read your story or look at your mock you can put it in your signature. That's that's mm -hmm. fine, you know, but as right. soon as you're, you know, posting it in places where it doesn't belong, then, uh, yeah, it's going to be breaking the rules. Right. It seems, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we don't like you to advertise for. You can still, like we said, um, you know, link to your own Bionicle or your own personal website as long as it doesn't break any of the other rules. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's as long as it doesn't have forums or message boards or doesn't sell things, things like that. It doesn't have inappropriate stuff all over it. Right. Well, that goes, yeah. you know, other, <laughs> that goes other saying. <laughs> right. So we do have a, a system in place to uh, report advertising. If you want to mention that, maybe. Right. So you PM the, they you guys have a special account, which I think is really cool yes. to just PM that account. You don't need to get on there and be like, hey, you're advertising, blah, 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 all over the forum. Um, you can just PM them and say, hey, so-and-so is doing this, you know. And um, if if your um, report is valid, looks like you get a reward. Right. Um, uh, extra posts, that's cool. Yep, we, uh, so. we do give you guys a little post count boost mm -hmm. if uh, you report something and, you know, we think, uh, we find that it's a, a good report. And also mm -hmm. I'll say in the past that, for people who uh, consistently report advertising a lot, they uh, end up getting proto boosts as well in some cases. Right. Um, and, you know, in the past, people who have been really prolific with being very helpful with that kind of thing um, actually have become staff. So I'll, I'll, <laughs> say, I'll say right out that uh, Maku and Taraki, they, um, they basically... I wouldn't say spammed, obviously, because they were helping, but they sent a lot of reports into Advert Alert. And just to try right. to keep track of how many reports they sent in just got ridiculous. So eventually it's like, all right, 
That's just, uh, you know, I think they, they're obviously They're working for us, so. Yeah, we should put them on staff. <laughs> yeah, we might as well put them on staff because they're doing work. doing even more great work, so. <laughs> right. It's, it's definitely something that can get our attention, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Anything else you'd like to add? Don't think so. Looks like um, I know peop- a lot of people are linking to blogs, and this is here. Um, you know, don't link to your own blog. Don't link to your, like, own blog, wherever, that has comments. Right. BC Power has its blogs. We have blogs, you can post but your blogs. even though you have to do primer membership, I mean, it's really, it's, it's sort of worth it if you feel like it's worth it to you, but, right. you know, it always, or doesn't always work, but <laughs> it works well. Yeah, no, I think uh, people tend yeah. to like the, like the blogs on BCP. I like, I think it's the one that I've liked the best. It's the easiest to work with, but... And it's great in that it's you so know everybody. integrated with everything else on BZ Power, so right. our friends here can easily comment on it and such. Right. Yep. All right. And then, so I think that about wraps it up. Yeah. So hopefully uh, that explains some things that might not have been clear, and maybe we'll get uh, fewer reports now in the future, or more now that people know they can report it. Right. Maybe fewer people spamming each other (laughs) all right well thanks for coming on (laughs) no problem all right talk to you later with me now is mcsmeeg dv and nukaya to talk about the 2011 hero factory sets how's it going people it's going wonderfully it's pretty great could that possibly be because you're holding some 2011 hero factory sets in your hands Oh, you it know could it. Be. Let me go find some real fast so I'm not lying. <laughs> I got one in each hand. All right, I got a canister in a hand. That makes it real, right? Oh, Close yeah. enough. Lego was awesome enough to send us some of these sets early, and the two of you guys got some to do reviews, which will be posted shortly. So you guys want to talk a little bit about them? Well, I got to say that Lego is not only awesome for sending us these, but also awesome for making them so brilliant because these are some pretty awesome sets that I've got right here. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, not- I like them. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um I mean, I don't like I don't like the big box set that I got, but the uh <laughs> canister sets are a lot of fun. Yeah, I haven't built the box one yet, but the canisters I've got I got Preston Stormer 2.0 and Mark Surge 2.0 right here and uh I'm not going to lie, they're pretty much everything that Bionicle tried to be and failed at being. All right, so you guys want to yeah, talk that's... maybe a little bit about what they uh, have changed this year to make them so awesome? Well, I mean, this part isn't necessarily awesome, but basically we don't have any pins or rods. Everything's connected by sockets, Yeah, which is which a I, little is, crazy. Yeah, it's pretty wild, um, but it's also really exciting because uh, this kind of marks where Hero Factory has changed to be its own building system instead of, uh, you know, the first wave was pretty much just Bionicle with a new name on it, but this is really something moving into its own territory, which I thought, think is pretty neat. Um, it is pretty neat. Yeah. When they said they were going to do something new, they were not kidding. Yeah. But some of the pieces that come from Dooley, because like even all the armor and everything is all just socket attached. Um, I think the, uh, I'm trying to see if they're, the only pin connection is uh, on, on uh, Stormer, there's a, there's a little pin to connect one of the hoses into into his back, and that's that's it. Even the armor plates are all connected by ball sockets, and uh, it is definitely a new thing. Um, or but, but the balls and sockets are still 
like backwards compatible with the old ones, of course, right? Yeah, yeah, the balls, they still fit with the old balls. And, uh, so uh, they'll still hold those. Yeah. Although they are a, a different mold, so hopefully they will break less frequently. Yeah, yeah. Right. And they're also not in that lime green from, like, uh, Holly that broke all the time. So, I don't know, um, man. My, uh, my Tahoe start has no no sockets that are not broken so oh man ouch so what are some other things that they have uh changed or improved upon from last year well i think the thing that impresses me most about these figures and what i was uh meeting when i said how these are you know a lot of all that bionicle tried to be but didn't quite reach is that they've really perfected the the idea of having a quickly built you know buildable action figure um, that looks really good. I mean, these things look fantastic. They've got these smooth armor plates and everything. It's quickly built, um, and it has a full range of posability. These things, you know, bend at the, the elbows and the knees and the neck, you know, all your standard articulation. But not only that, they actually have pretty accurate human, humanoid proportions, unlike when LEGO tried to make a frame like this with the Anika mold, the Anika torso, which was ridiculously out of proportion, as Pat can confirm. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Yeah. Grumpy, grumpy. <laughs> complain, complain, complain. Oh. Okay. And so... you know what? We're gonna have this awesome podcast, and that's gonna be the part everybody complains about in the talkback thread. It's the part <laughs> where I said the proportions sucked. They're gonna point out why you're illogical for saying that the incorrect proportions are incorrect. <laughs> All right. So oh, we the the new sets have uh, elbow and knee articulation, which obviously the first wave did not. What about um, those weapon arms? That everyone hated so much they gone. are gone 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 although preston stormer has a nod to it um in that he doesn't have a hand on his right hand he has a just a socket joint with his weapon attached and uh so it's kind of like say it's uh, the same it's the same for Ferno and next they don't have any uh they don't have any either yeah just one but, hand uh, and then the other hand in fact the other two arms don't even have armor on them but yeah same with preston but Mark Mark Surge actually has two hands and two armor plates on on both of his hands. Um, he's just holding like a a little rifle, but uh, Preston's Preston's gun is incorporated into his arm, but it's not just one piece like the uh, old version. Right. So you actually still have you know the the arm pieces and the more posability that you're really exactly. lacking. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if you wanted, you could pull that off. And if you had another white hand, you could uh, put that piece on, and uh, and he'd be symmetrical. Mostly, more or less. Of course, if you had a white hand from a previous set, it wouldn't quite match, would it? Right. Four-fingered so, hands. They actually almost look accurate. Yeah, the thumb, though, has been weirdly downplayed from the last mold. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it definitely has a little bit. Um, but uh, but I think they look pretty good. Um, and uh, I mean, I like the old hands too, and these ones are roughly the same size. They actually aren't very much—they aren't much bigger than the uh, than the previous hands, but they've incorporated four fingers. No, they're smaller. They are? You think? They're they're actually smaller. I actually have a picture for my review of them side by side, and these ones are smaller. Oh, they oh, they're they're a little bit wider, but they are shorter. I'm I'm holding it next to an old one. Wow. Yeah. They're are they, they are so much better. <laughs> yeah, they really are. They're a lot better. <laughs> Uh, so you don't disapprove of, of this version, Pet? I don't know. I'm not entirely certain yet, although they look terrible on Fire Lord, but, uh, but they, they are way better than the old ones at the very least. They certainly look good on Surge here, I think. And, um, so anything, you just mentioned uh, Fire Lord, anything about that set you'd like to talk about? 
it's not very good. <laughs> Seems to I, be, I think, kind of the trend maybe for the past year plus or so of the larger sets. I mean, there are there are some amazing, amazing pieces that I think might only exist on these on him, but um, just some amazing new socket and ball pieces. But as an actual build, his shoulders don't go up very well. His legs look like poor versions of the Toa Kaido legs, and it's just not a lot of fun. Yeah, I haven't built that one yet, but judging by the picture on the box, he looks like he's got some good pieces, but kind of where the where the new canister sets are, everything that, uh, taking everything from Bionicle and improving it, uh, the Fire Lord looks like he's taking all the worst parts of Bionicle and condensing them. Now, does the Great. Fire Lord use any um, axles or... He uses things? plenty of those, yeah. Mm-hmm. His, uh, his torso is built primarily more of the Titan system we're all used to. Although it uses the new torso instead of the any of the older ones. And that is nice to know, though, that we've still got some vestiges of the old system uh, that'll please some fans, considering it's completely gone with the new canister sets. As I say, and this is a completely new building system, so as much as the system fans when Bionicle came out were like, this doesn't look like Lego, we're going to have even more kids who were like, who didn't realize Bionicle didn't look a whole lot like Lego, who are going to be like, these don't look like Lego either. <laughs> oh, man. The next generation. It's going to start all over again. Oh, God. <laughs> so you can Brace already yourself. see the silly little, like, oh, my God, are you a true fan if, of Bionicle? If you are, you won't like Hero Factory 2.0 in the talkback oh, thread. So. Oh, oh, hey there, Madison. You should talk more. Yeah, I can. Yeah, what do you think about the uh, sets from what you've seen? See, again, I don't have any of the sets. I've seen images. They look cool, but at the same time, I don't have the basis of, oh, yeah, I've looked at all these other sets from the past, you know, 10 years and compared them to the current one. So I don't know if my opinion here is really going to work. I'm frantically Googling things right now, trying to figure out something. (laughs) (laughs) Can you say anything you don't like so far? Pat and I have said a lot of positive things, uh, but, you know, we just can't abide. Yeah, I know. Whatever. I haven't said said anything positive. I am always negative about new sets entirely. (laughs) That's exactly. Even when you say something that praises a new set, somehow it's negative. (laughs) It's super negative. I clearly absolutely hate these new sets. And I can't say I'm a a big fan of the Please tell me to talk back thread. Of like the the headgear looks kind of weird to me. Yeah, that's Perhaps actually one of the goggles like really kind of goofy, but I kind of yeah, like yeah. Nexus. It kind of looks like a weird over the top football helmet. Yeah, um, I I'm okay with the with the headgear. Like Stormers looks good and uh, Surges looks okay. Um, Furnos looks ridiculous, but um, yeah, it does. the the only thing that I actually I legitimately don't like about that is actually, and it's one of the few things that I think could be improved about these sets. Um, is the way it's connected. You can't take it off and leave the top of the head connected to the, you know, the top of the skull connected to the rest of the head. Um, because the head is composed of three pieces. Yeah, you would need like a, like a number two, uh, you know, minifig axle, whatever you call that. Yeah, what you would really need is a, like, or a pneumatic T. Yeah. Another thing about the new sets is that if you see any of the pieces with, designs on them they are printed and not stickers oh that's yeah I'm sure people like that or or do you yeah. like that or not i prefer stickers because i don't have to put them on there that's true. yeah but, yeah. but especially on the fire lord with his weird like magma plates i wish those were yeah. stickers yeah um because i like to be able to take them off but i know that'll be a point of contention for a lot of people 
a lot of people yeah. be like, oh, hey, they're not stickers, but for I me, think, it was yeah. like I think opposite. if you like the designs, you know, you probably would prefer them to be printed. Yeah, I've got kind of a mixed mixed feelings about stickers because I, for the reasons that Pat said, I tend to prefer stickers to printed designs because it means I can take them off if I don't want them. But at the same time, I'm terrible at applying stickers, so they frustrate me <laughs> when I'm building a set. So, I mean, I've got mixed feelings about that. But I do have to say, I wish the white plate on Serge's uh, shoulder could have its design removed so that I could put it on Stormer's uh, right arm so that he could be symmetrical and have two pieces of armor. Yeah, yeah I wish... I wish the pieces that were printed were the same color as the rest of the armor. Yeah, that's true. That's Nexus is white, and then Surge or uh, Furnos is silver, and I'm just like, oh, I wish, I wish you were the same colors as the other ones. Hmm. Yeah, um, the colors, the color on uh, like Preston Stormers does it pretty well. Like his is the same color as uh, he's a white figure, and then. Uh, He's got the silver in the the shoulder piece and his torso and the headgear, so it balances it. But others like Surge, um, his torso and his shoulder plate are white, and the rest of him is blue. It kind of con- it kind of looks a little silly. Um, it it just depends on the figure how the different colors work. Yeah, it's very true. Um, so trying to think look of like they kind of have like spikes and such on them too. What are yeah. your thoughts? Um, Surge has got yeah, one on his shoulder. Was- yeah, and next has one in his right forearm. But and I'm not sure if they're new molds or old molds because they're not the curved <clears throat> like teeth molds we've been getting in system sets, which no, I still I know, need to get a hold of. The one that Surge has, I know I've seen before in other sets. Um, I got some in some space police sets. I know that. And Firelord <laughs> has these these like cool like flame pieces that hang off the back of his weird giant jetpack things. Yeah, but Do those are any- those are neat. Do we know anything story-wise about these? I sure don't. Um, apparently the villains are attacking a space depot that is a refueling station and their fire base. So all of our heroes are like firefighters. Uh, so it's kind I of like, um, what was it? The the drill steam? Mining? Power miners. Know. Power miners, there we go. Where, I don't know. Uh, I do you know monsters. that it seems like my, my request to Lego in my bulk and vapor review for more theme-specified heroes seems to have been answered. It's almost like I already had these in hand when I wrote that review. <laughs> oh, man. Man. Go figure. So I guess that would, ex- that would explain why all the canisters are orange then, because uh, of the fire theme. Makes yeah, sense. that part's a little weird. kind of throws me off that they're all orange. Yeah. yeah, I opened those up, and I'm like, whoa, did they send me two of the same set? But I, was I like, thought oh, so, no. too. Or I was like, are those like, are these preview canisters not actually final yet? Yeah, yeah, I was... I was a little taken aback, I'm not going to lie. But, I mean, it is what it is, I suppose. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. And orange is a nice color. Orange is a nice color. I could always use more of it. I enjoy playing with it. Yeah. It's a lot better than crimson. I agree. Yeah. All right, any other thoughts to share on these sets? Well, Pat, are there any other things that you don't like about the sets? We've said one thing that we don't like. Um, I don't like any... Fire Lord. <laughs> <laughs> what about the canisters? Um, I just I wish they had two hands. Yeah. Um, I wish this is a really goofy thing, but I wish that the hero cores fit on the old versions and the new yeah. versions fit on these ones. Yeah. So I also wish um, they were translucent plastic. 
uh, the head. Yeah, too. I am. I'm indifferent towards that. Yeah. I wish that the head connection wasn't the like minifig rod size and was plus rods yeah. because that head would be a lot more useful if it were. Yeah, that's my only major complaint about uh, about these. That's like that's you know all the other ones like the hero core and, and things like that are pretty minor, but that's that's the only major complaint that I've got well, about these. Yeah, me too. I'll tell you what I probably like most are some of the the new limb pieces. Are, uh, oh man, those new limb pieces. Wow, especially the forearms. Oh. oh and man. Fire Lord has several other new limb pieces, longer versions and even shorter pieces, and they are fantastic. Yeah. I'm really oh, excited even, to start mocking with them. Even the torso piece, um, it's not really molded like a torso. It's the there's it's a three piece. It's just a skeleton the, with crossbars. Yeah, it's got the ske- a skeletal frame with uh with how let's see what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven ball connections and uh five pin con- uh six pin connections on it and uh and you you can use it for so many more things than any of the previous torsos you could use and then uh, and then there are just two more like armor pieces that shape the body on top of that skeleton that can easily are removed as pat likes to call them the armor and the armor armor <laughs> the armor's armor <laughs> the armor's armor that is how i phrased it <laughs> i like that i like that <laughs> all right guys well thanks for talking about these and uh, thanks for. I thought Madison had some really valuable contributions. <laughs> yeah, I thought so too. She was definitely the heart of this segment. All right, you two guys. Are my well, that's uh, you know our look at the 2011 sets. A quick first glance. If you keep checking back on BZ Power, we'll hopefully have a, a whole bunch of reviews of them coming up in the next week or two. Oh yeah. Mm. All right. Oh, here it goes. Thanks again, guys. Uh, thank you, Andrew, and thank you, Lego, for these pretty fantastic sets. Well, that just about wraps things up for this month's BZ Powercast. As always, I hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to leave us feedback either on iTunes or in the talkback thread on BZ Power to let us know uh, what we can do to improve or what you'd like to see. And I'm going to leave you guys with a special side project by the Tape Headphones that they're nicknaming uh, DSB. And here is their new song. Let's pick up. I'm on. 
Let's go, shoot them in the back now What they want, I don't know They're all wrapped up and ready to go They're booming in a straight line They're going through a tight wind The kids are losing their minds Blitzkrieg pop They're falling in the back seat They're generating steam heat We're sitting to the back beat Blitzkrieg pop Oh, let's go. Hey, oh, let's go. Hey, oh, let's go. Hey, oh, let's go. All right, so let's start this. We can always ramble and go off topic. Absolutely. You know I love you, man. Ah, oh, doors. What would you do without them? Oh my god, I don't know what I did without one. <laughs> now that I've got one. Best podcast ever.